Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. By now, your pants have completed their journey from on to unbuttoned to who needs pants. Uh, Congratulations. Please get comfortable, relax. You just did all the dishes, or you stood around pretending to be busy to avoid doing the dishes, whatever you did. And I could uh, actually just like to make a, a quick public service announcement, if I could. If you're still at someone's house watching me right now, everyone wants you to go home. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> so Fallon did a show on Thanksgiving night? Yeah. Because he, he oh. doesn't like his family, apparently. He wanted to uh, go to work. Wow. Wow. I got to admit, I've done these standing around adjacent to people doing dishes before. Like, I'm kind of helping in a way, standing here with a glass of wine in my hand, watching you do the dishes. <laughs> sure, you grab a dish towel and you just keep polishing the same fork. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't seem as egregious as, like, being in the living room watching TV while other people are cleaning up your mess. If you're standing in the kitchen watching them, you're adjacent, you're ready, you're, you're a reservist. It's a step better. I was trying to think of, it's the um, the peppermint, yeah, that's the peppermint uh, mocha. That's the holiday mocha at Starbucks right now that they're, uh, mm. they're constantly running out of because they're so hot. That's a delicious drink, no doubt. I think I've had one in my life. Uh, they are, they're really, really good. You need about one a season, but, uh, you know, like 2,000 calories per cup or something like that. Oh, God, If yeah. you need more calories... I used to go out occasionally with my big kid Kate because she loved the uh, the salted uh, caramel mocha mm, latte, whatever the hell it is. But oh my god, is that sweet? Oof. Thanksgiving. Um, uh, I wonder if it should be reapproached since we all overeat all the time. It's not quite what it was. I'm guessing thirty, forty, fifty years ago. Let's let's just let's just look, throw caution to the wind. It's one day a year. Well, we just eat as much as we can. Well, that's what we all do the three times a day now. 
Well, who was I reading last week? He was talking about when uh, Lincoln declared a day of national Thanksgiving that we should all, you know, do that. It was a day of fasting and prayer and self-denial and and reflection. Wow. I'll tell you one thing. Thanksgiving, the modern Thanksgiving Mm. is not self-denial. Right. How much can I eat and drink without throwing up? While sitting on the couch watching sport. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Self-denial and reflection. Mm, not enough of that. Yeah. Not enough of that on Thanksgiving. I read a great piece over the weekend, uh, kind of a counter to the pieces that were in the New York Times and Washington Post. I'm sure you didn't read them and you shouldn't. Kind of weirdo would, uh, you know, about the origins of Thanksgiving and how it's actually a bad thing and what we did to the Indians and all this different crap. And uh, I read a great counterpiece to that of whatever it might have been, even if all that is true, that's not what it is now. What it is now is getting together with your family, enjoying time with family and friends. So what it was then, what the hell difference does it make? This is what it is now, which is a really good argument. Well, even you could absolutely indict the narrative for its inaccuracy, but even if it were accurate, like you say, it's it's got nothing to do with us now. No. Tarring people with historical guilt sucks. It's ridiculous. All of us gathered here at this house right now. Is anybody oppressing anybody or giving an Indian smallpox or anything? No, we're all just gathered here to get together. We do once a year and we're eating, so we're fine. Do we have any Armenians, any Ottoman Empireites, any Cossacks, any Jews, any... Do we have any Germans? Because you and you need to talk about this. Oh, please. Which brings us rather neatly to this couple of things. The New York Times with yet another review of the tragic learning loss during the unnecessary school shutdowns. And I'm not talking about it first. I'm talking about after it became infinitely clear that the schools could be open. The schools in the red states were open. The private schools in the blue states were open. And all of Europe's schools were open. And yet the teachers unions kept them shut down as a bargaining chip in the U.S., Anyway, there's no need to go deeply into this. Uh, fourth and eighth graders recorded sweeping declines, particularly in math. Uh, eighth graders falling in 49 out of 50 states. Nine-year-olds lost the equivalent of two decades of progress in math and reading, etc., etc. Then they get into the fact that the declines were much more starkly felt uh, among uh, black kids, uh, Hispanic kids, Lower achievers, etc. Well, that's shocking. Nobody saw that, although everybody knew that was going to happen. Everybody right. knew that was going to happen. And it did. And uh, the folks who tended to be higher achieving, whites and Asian students, lost much less ground than those uh, lesser achieving students. Um, but nobody wanted to talk about that at the time except us. So we will move to this piece of writing by Roland Fryer, which I found absolutely brilliant, as did some of y'all. Mr. Fryer is a professor of economics at Harvard and a fellow at the Manhattan Institute, founder of Equal Opportunity Ventures, and a black man, as will become clear from the text. Do we have time for this? Yeah, well, we'll make time. He writes, I was raised in part by my paternal grandmother, a phenomenal black woman born in 1925 who came of age during Jim Crow attended Bethune-Cookman University in the early 40s and experienced both the promise and limitations of the civil rights era when integrating schools in Florida in 1969. Listen to this now. You want a description of the the pre- and barely civil rights era in America? She did her best to teach sixth graders subject-verb agreement minutes after being spat on by their parents. Wow. Integrating the schools in Florida in the 60s. 
picture that for a minute. Her life's journey provided unlimited content as we sat together for nearly three decades, stuck to the plastic slipcovers on her sofa, playing cards, drinking sweet tea, and talking uninhibitedly about race in America. Wait for it, folks. It's coming. Uh, the first discussion I can remember happened in 1988. I was 11, visit to McDonald's. After ordering, my grandmother paid with a crisp $20 bill from her pocketbook, and the cashier put the change directly on the counter. When we got to the parking lot, she was incensed. You see, that white woman didn't want to touch me. I'd noticed it, too, but I thought the cashier was being nice, trying to avoid passing on her own germs. My grandmother, no doubt based in part on her experience, saw racism everywhere, in every iniquity, inequity, every statistic. Racial differences in wages? Racism. Racial differences in educational achievement? Racism. Racial differences in teen birth rates? Racism. This sort of casual empiricism, which has crept back into mainstream media and other institutions, was a competitive sport among my family and friends. Did you see the way that white woman tightened her grip on her purse because I was behind her? Does this guy follow everyone around the store? Et cetera, et cetera. And then he gets to the gist of the uh, the piece. A decade after the McDonald's incident in graduate school, I read a 1995 paper entitled The Role of Pre-Market Factors in Black-White Wage Differences. This was a nationally represented sample of thousands of 14 to 17-year-olds. And these two uh, scientists, e- economists, Derek Neal and William Johnson, um, who estimated that blacks earn between 35 and 45% less than whites on average. And what they did in this paper was they examined how much of the wage gap could be attributed to present-day discrimination in the workplace versus differences in skill as measured by the Armed Forces Qualification Test, which is the cousin of, like, the ACT and the SAT. Importantly, they weren't trying to measure the effect of America's racist history, running back to the early 17th century, da-da-da, nor did they focus on prejudice more broadly. They ignored that my grandmother was spat on in the parking lot at work and concentrated on whether she was treated fairly once she entered the building. We find, they wrote in the abstract, that this one test score explains all of the black-white wage gap for young women and much of the gap for young men. With their approach, anti-black bias played no role in the divergent wages among women. Uh, in fact, black women with the same qualifications as white women made slightly more, and it accounted for, at most, less than a third of the racial difference among men, with 71% traceable to disparate performance on that achievement test. Um The paper felt like an attack on what I knew, an assault on those conversations with my grandmother. It taught me that racism, present-tent racism, dictated black-white inequality. And I'll skip ahead a little bit. His writing is beautiful, but I'm looking at the clock. Um, And I vented. He spent all of his time trying to find flaws in this paper because it so went against his worldview. I vented about my battle with Neil and Johnson, a fellow graduate student at Penn State, a white guy from the cornfields of southern Illinois. I went to a school with a bunch of people like that. He was no more at home in a top 20 economics doctoral program than I was. We spent a fair amount of time together during our first year. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I told him I was sure discrimination was a bigger factor than they were letting on, and I just can't get this data to cooperate. He asked why I was so convinced, and I erupted in a rant about the prevalence of racism and recognizing bigots on sight. My grandmother would have nodded rhythmically along. My friend responded with a burst of loud, sharp laughter in my face. He pointed out how far I was straying from all of the principles we talked about all the time. How on any other subject other than race, I would have never given in to such sloppy thinking. His point is... Hmm. 
He says, I write this with some degree of trepidation, part because I still have my grandmother in my ear, and part because I'm keenly aware of the harm in underestimating bias. Fair enough. But there is also a cost to overemphasizing its impact, and this is where it goes from really interesting to brilliant. A black kid who believes he will face daunting societal obstacles is likely to underinvest in trying to climb society's rungs. Every black student in the country needs to know that his return on investment in education is, if anything, higher than for white students. Investing in education for young black kids is the most important, best thing they can do. They get even more out of it than a white kid. The solution is neither to stop fighting biased behavior nor to curb honest inquiry about race in America. We shouldn't stop searching for and penalizing discriminatory employees or employers and trying to reduce racial differences in police brutality. He goes in the list and it's all legitimate. Everybody deserves their full human and, and constitutional rights. Uh, I could go on like the conversation stuck to those slip covers, but the solution isn't to look away from discrimination. It does exist, but we must all we also can't point at every gap in outcomes and instantly conclude it's racism. Prejudice must be measured rigorously, statistically. Disparity doesn't necessarily imply racism. It may feel omnipresent, but it isn't all powerful. Skills matter most. How great a message would that be? To filter into the schools and the and the living rooms and the streets of America. Well, I wish he education could, means everything. Get it. I wish he could go around to various neighborhoods and schools and urban areas around the country and give that speech because I think it would be helpful. I don't suppose it would be real popular. Yeah, he's got to be about as popular at Harvard with that thinking as you know. I don't know. There's ben a guy Shapiro at Evergreen College. There's a guy who's not very popular. Right. Super unpopular guy. (laughs) That's great stuff. Really good. Coming up, several several of our U.S. soccer players have man buns. Are we okay with that? Oh, and the the match against Iran. What to think of that? I've I've evolved in my thinking. I assume you're rooting for a soccer match. You're rooting for the Americans or were you considering? Okay. I got some Cyber Monday smack. Um, as I'm looking up at the uh, the TV, yeah, whatever. Stupid, lazy journalist. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The final tally for online Black Friday spending was $9.12 billion, according to Adobe Analytics. That's a record, but lead insights analyst Vivek Pandia says Monday is expected to be even busier. Cyber Monday, we're expecting $11.2 billion, and that will make it the biggest online retail shopping day of the year. Yeah, whatever. So um, I was watching the news up there. Why does the media do the free advertising for all this stuff on Cyber Monday? I, I was I, There were two TVs on, different newscasts showing Walmart has an 11-inch the, the Lensco computer for $59 off. And uh, the, the, why? What, what's the motivation there? I think they think people tune in for that. 
People will stay tuned to get the best Black Friday deals on That's Wednesdays. the news because so many people are shopping. Yeah. So yeah, that's well, the news story news, of the it's day. It's newsotainment. Okay. All right. Well, do or don't shop today. Well, what are you, Edward Murrow over here, man? Just seems like a weird news story. Of course it is, yeah. Walmart has a super cheap, I don't know, the toaster ovens. That's, <laughs> that's not news per se. <laughs> Anywho, a couple of things I don't know anything about that I would like to learn more about. James Lindsay is back on Twitter. I don't know if you remember, he's one of the great anti-woke activists in America, but he got kicked off Twitter, geez, a couple of years ago and hadn't been on since. And uh, Elon let him and so many other people, including Trump, back on. Trump hasn't tweeted, but James Lindsay is tweeting, and he tweeted this out about this play. This review in the Washington Post, which I mean to read, Downstate, it's a hot off-Broadway play right now. It's about pedophiles, and it's brilliance, says the Washington Post. Bruce Norris's off-Broadway work is tough stuff, questioning how society treats those convicted of heinous acts. So wow. I'm guessing it's kind of a sympathetic view toward pedophiles, this play? Soft on pedophilia. So I don't wow. know. I don't know that. Again, these are things I don't know anything about. I also don't know about the new Disney animation movie that got the lowest ratings ever for a Disney animated feature in its debut weekend over the weekend. Um as I have not seen any of it or read anything about it, Disney's first openly gay teen romance flopped at the box office, receiving lowest rating ever for a Disney animated feature. The uh, the crowd that thinks we're not sensitive enough to this sort of thing, somebody tweeted out, somebody with a blue check mark, whatever that means, uh, tweeted out, I guess parents don't want to take their kids to see a cartoon about homosexuals of color. Who could have known? Our friend Tim Sandifer said, this is in fact virtually the only thing about the film that is not objectionable. So I don't know much about this. Do you know anything about it? It mm. is. It was a giant flop for Disney. Usually Disney animated shows are huge. And you know, What's a, the name of this thing? It's a big movie going uh, weekend. You know, it doesn't actually have the name on here. That kind of gets in the way of my research. What's it called? You're getting cut off. You're saying something world. Strange World, it's called. Okay. Strange World. But so if you saw it and liked it or didn't with your kids, uh, first of all, you're among the few as it, uh, fly- you know, it's a big movie going weekend, the weekend after uh, Thanksgiving, trying to do something with the kids, and it uh, it really tanked. Anywho, there you got a couple of apparently very woke efforts on the Broadway stage and uh, on film not being particularly successful. According to Variety, Disney's Strange World is going to lose $100 million in its theatrical run. Yeah. So I'm going to read up more on both of those, and we'll bring you that tomorrow. Herschel Walker is the Republican candidate for the Senate in Georgia, said something quite extraordinary. Yesterday? Today? Sometime? Anyway, you should hear about it recently. It's it's going to burble in the news, and we just feel like you ought to hear about it, and then you can... Decide for yourself. If you ever miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast. It's Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. 
Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It took 11 years to get to this sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super-comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why GameBridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity. And it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. GameBridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Please visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. The Armstrong and Getty Show. And, and full employment act for lawyers. I mean, administrations <laughs> do that. I mean, the number of nationwide injunctions increased hugely in the Obama administration, even more in the Trump administration. We're seeing it again now. He does have an opportunity. Work with the Congress you have, not the Congress you want. Well, Stop trying to fulfill every wish uh, list. You, you, That's Sarah Isger of the Dispatch. Wishing Joe Biden wouldn't go the executive order route as he's going to have to go with the divided Congress if he wants to uh, do the things he wants to do. The Republicans are going to have the House. The Democrats are going to have the Senate. Fine with me. But, uh, yeah, that's a different topic for a different day. One of the, one, uh, the, 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 the 
Democrats already have the Senate, regardless of how things turn out in Georgia. Mm-hmm. But uh, as, as smart people have explained to me, by the way, I spent zero time thinking about politics over the last week. Zero. Zero. Um, uh, and I was listening to, actually, a podcast with Sarah Isger uh, 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 the other day, and she uh, was talking about how Mitch McConnell had re-won the Senate leadership or something like that. And she said, it almost feels like you could have ignored that story completely and been just fine. And I thought, yeah. <laughs> almost. Yeah, it does almost feel like that. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but oh, um, Before we get back to the Senate, uh, remind me later. The freaking New York Times. I think it was the New York Times. With a, with a big piece by some of their heavyweight political writers essentially saying, after the uh, comparatively successful midterm elections, Democrats are warming to the idea of Biden running again. Yeah, yeah I think that's true. Are you effing kidding me? That's how, not happening. How do you fire the leader of your party when they had the best midterm election in like 100 years? You don't need to. God will. God's going to fire him, Jack. God would like to see you in your in his office, Joe Biden. Come on. Or at least, you, or at least he'd like to see your brain. God, Come on, man. God would like to see you in his office. Bring a cardboard box. God marches no you out joke. to your car. It's no joke. No malarkey. But uh, the Republicans, you know, it'd be better to have more senators than than fewer. And is Herschel Walker going to be able to pull out the special election coming up in Georgia? Well, maybe because he's running against Raphael Warnock, who is no great shakes. Uh, but Herschel, um, Herschel has difficulty. Mm, Saying stuff that's not dumb. Why don't we just say that? He was asked by a... uh, It's really not relevant who asked the question, but uh, this woman asked him how he felt about Generation Z, who the questioner noted came of age during the digital revolution. I'll just give give you part of the question because it's kind of rambling, but uh, Herschel, how do you feel about people that want to change America from when you and I were kids? I mean... Uh, I guess there's 80 to 90, 70 to 80 million Americans born after 1990. Um, let's see. These kids don't know the world that we knew pre-internet. Uh, and then she goes on rambling more. What do you say to those kids and those young people that are voting? Walker says, well, first of all, they don't know that the grass is not greener on the other side, that they think there's somewhere better. And if they know another place that's better than the United States of America, my thing is, why don't you go there? Or tell me and let me know who that is, because I can tell them right now there's not. You know, I got no problem with that. We we got about a 30-second chunk of this. I don't know how much of it is oh. what you just said. I would just kind of like to hear his delivery and whatever, though. Oh, yeah. If you we got there, that? yeah, let's, let's do it. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, which clip is that, guys? I don't know, Michael. You'd have to ask uh, the executive producer who put it together. I don't know. Okay, go ahead. I think our biggest problem is we've not shown our kids that most of the people today hadn't earned the right to change America. And what I mean by that, there are people that have died or not given their life up. There are people that have given their life up for this flag. They've given their life up that, for this national anthem. They've given their life up for our freedom and this liberties that we have in this country today, and we're taking it for, for, for granted. Well, I don't want that to happen. And I'm saying, and I'm not being tough, I'm saying, if you know a place better, you go there, but you lose your citizenship here in the United States of America. And then when you come back, you got to come back legally, like we should be defending the border. What was the part about the border at the end? Uh, you got to come back legally so because afraid... we should be defending the border. Okay, I love that first stuff he's saying. I mean, that, that's that's all fantastic, I guess. Kind of just the idea that yeah, these young smart asses coming up, you don't get to change the country. You don't even know what you're talking about is basically what he's saying. 
But uh, the whole, you lose your citizenship if you leave? And then no. they're afraid he, he's afraid yeah. they're going to sneak back in. Yeah. You know, at the heart of his comments, the sentiment uh, is fine with me. I have no problem with that. And, of course, the headlines and the uh, characterizations of his comments in the mainstream media are brutally critical. Um, but saying, you know, this, well, again, I'd have to paraphrase the heck out of him, but uh, I think what he said was far more defensible than the way it's being portrayed. Okay, it's, this is how it's being portrayed. Herschel Walker says people born after 1990 should lose their citizenship. Is that accurate or not? (laughs) No, that's completely inaccurate. He said, if you really think the United States is awful, go live somewhere else for a while and see what you think. But if you become a citizen of there, you're not going to be a citizen of the United States anymore. And so you're going to have to apply to uh, emigrate uh, legally because uh, we're going to build a wall and make, uh, I don't know, somebody pay for it. Okay, there you go. Now you know the full quote. In case you hear that story of burbling up today or somebody hits you with that that whole thing. You mentioned Generation Z. I got into a, a pretty good discussion about it over the weekend dealing with a Generation Z employee type uh, person. And uh, and I, I, I was told by uh, one who deals with the younger crowd that you just need to adjust to their worldview if you want to have any success. Um, and I'm not sure how I feel about that. It's the, uh, this is somebody that hires and fires a lot of people that are, uh, younger and, um, and saying what we've heard, what we've talked about a lot over the last couple of years. This is an entitled crowd mm-hmm. with the always caveat. They didn't raise themselves. They didn't, they weren't born with this genetic view of the world somehow growing up in your household, moms and dads, or maybe the universities did it, but. Somehow, and the schools and the high schools, they yeah. came. They came out with this idea that uh, you owe them a lot as the employer, and um, and that they should be happy and joyful every moment at work. And if they're not, it's they're being cheated. There's something wrong with the experience. Yeah, but this person who hires and fires a number of those people said finally, finally gave in to the idea that just they just have to like meet them where they are because we're not we're not having any luck with the just being astounded that you would have this attitude toward your boss or your employer mm-hmm. was not working now i think it's probably going to come out in the wash this balance of power between em- employers and employees currently employees seem to have the upper hand because everybody's struggling to find anybody to work there and are desperate to keep the ones they have. but how Partly they, because of the generosity of the COVID safety net. I how, mean, they have an option. How long is that going to last? How long are you going to be able to dictate terms as a low-level employee of uh, time off and the way you're treated and all these sorts of things? What do you think? Do you think there's been a, a major, an actual major shift, as some claim, in the employer-employee relationship? I think so for an extended period, but certainly not permanently. These things go in cycles. Well, yeah, it's the nothing. whole hard times make for strong people. What do you center. mean by extended period? Years? Yeah, a few years probably. Really? You Although think for it's, years it's now? It's difficult to say. I didn't see. I didn't see uh, phenomenon A coming, so it's difficult for me to predict when phenomenon B might come it into just, play. It just it rubs me so the wrong way and it, it goes oh, yeah. against everything in my fiber this whole idea of like low level employees demanding how much time they're going to get off for Thanksgiving and that sort of stuff just that that is not the way it was but that doesn't you know 
I would have liked to, to have been that way when I was a low-level employee. Yeah. Um, but but is that, is that just the world, the world we live in now? I'd be kind of interested in those of you who are in the hiring, firing world and a little older. You can text 415-295-KFTC. Well, it sounds like your friend is a realist, and that's what I'm always calling for realism, so I've got to respect that. They think, all right, if we make some compromises that don't materially damage the success of the business, we get the employees in, we get it done. It's not as good as the old days, but it's the, as good as we got. You know, that's a realist. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and being you know the fact that it's galling to be treated that way by you know a twenty-something employee, you just got to get over that, I guess. Yes, I mean, would I like to bellow at them? Get off my lawn and adhere to my values. Uh, yes, I would like to. I just wonder again. how long this is going to last. Hey, a quick word from our friends at Simply Safe Home Security. I tell you what's going to last through the holidays is freaking scumbags committing burglaries and package thefts. It spikes during the holidays. They want to steal your kids' Christmas presents and yours. Feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off. Half off. And enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect TM technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response. All different kinds of security, HD security cameras inside and out, fires, floods, thefts, as Joe said. Yep, sensors in every room, window, and door. You customize it for your home, and 24-7 professional monitoring service costs under a dollar a day. That's less than half of, for instance, ADT's traditional installed system. So simplysafe.com slash Armstrong, you get 50% off, massive savings, biggest discount of the year. There's no long-term contracts either. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Jay Leno is returning to the stage as a stand-up comic already. I just saw a picture. He uh, looks like a guy who got his face burned kind of bad. Um, I saw a, a news clip with Jerry Seinfeld, who had visited Jay Leno in the hospital, and uh, Billy Bush, who has a job now. Remember when he lost his job for oh, talking to Trump on the, the bus? Uh... Yeah, that was so stupid and terrible. Anyway, he was interviewing Jerry Seinfeld, and he said, "You you visited Jay Leno recently, and how's he doing?" He said, "He'll be fine. He was no he was no treat to look at before." So, <laughs> huh. that was funny. Beautiful. <laughs> Jay Leno going on stage. I imagine he'll have some witticisms about his face catching on fire. I wonder, man. I've I've said this before, but seeing his stand up act. After, you know, being familiar with him on TV, The Tonight Show or whatever, I thought, eh, Jay Leno, what the hell, I'll go. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. I mean, I was laughing till I was cramping. It was so funny. Yeah, I saw him, too. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Totally yeah. different person. Try not to yeah. get your face caught on fire, though, and under your car. That's an unfortunate situation. So the Iran-U.S. soccer match tomorrow, it'll be a war or a precursor to the real war. I hope not. Really, does it have implications like that? Sending missiles at each other's goals, etc. Uh, we'll talk about it. And I'm I'm a little bit torn. You might root for Iran. I don't know. I got to explain myself. Well, you do have words to explain yourself. No, what am I, Herschel Walker over here? I'll speak for myself. <laughs> Our text line is four one five two nine five KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. 
When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why GameBridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity. And it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. GameBridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Please visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Three of the Armstrong and Getty show. This stunning statistic. Did you get together with family and friends for Thanksgiving? Hopefully you did. Americans spent nearly 40% less time with friends and extended family over Thanksgiving the past two years than in the decade prior. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, that's because of COVID. No, no, not an outlier. Just in track with the direction we've been going leading up to COVID and beyond. Some more on that coming up. The weird isolationist lifestyle we're all living. Plus, do you struggle to hear what the hell the actors are saying when you watch TV? Yeah, I, I do. It's not You're not deaf. Yep. 
So we'll talk about that in hour three. Hour three? There's another hour, you say? Yes, there is. And if you can't hang around, grab it later via podcast. It's called Armstrong and Getty On Demand. <clears throat> so there's a bit of a tempest in teapots surrounding the U.S.-Iran soccer match tomorrow. Give us clip 61, Michael. In an apparent nod of support for Iranian protests, the U.S. men's national team removing the Islamic emblem from Iran's flag in social media promotions of their upcoming group stage game. Iran striking back, threatening to sue the U.S. over the American team's statement. What? All right, so the Islamo-fascist scum that run Iran are pretending to be offended that the U.S. Uh, Soccer Federation tweeted something that showed the Iranian flag, but stripped of the country's official emblem and two lines of Islamic script uh, that's normally on the flag, blah, blah, blah. We'll give this about the time it's uh, it deserves. Uh, some legal advisor to their soccer program said, respecting a nation's flag is an accepted international process that all nations must emulate. Uh, it's unethical and against international law. You work for a regime that systematically rapes political protesters until they hemorrhage men and women and they bleed to death in jail cells or sometimes you take them to the hospital and you're saying you're pissed off that we changed your flag but, get over it you scum but but why did we change their flag who changed the flag and why did we do it? i feel like it, 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 it does us more good to leave their crap on there let the world see it yeah i guess i don't know the country's official emblem and two lines of islamic script i did not even know what it, the islamic script says but anyway, bunch of weird beards, tempest in a teapot. So here's the deal. The U.S., which is tied twice. And you're now we're back to just talking about soccer. No, we, no, not really. OK, we've tied twice. We have to win Tuesday to advance. We play Iran, which beat one of the teams we tied to nothing. So they appear to be the better team. We, the United States, cannot lose to freaking the Mullah's boys on the pitch, as they say. Be humiliating, horrible. And my initial thought was, all right, you got to elbow these guys in the head. You got to kick them in the groin. You got to do whatever it takes to beat them. You know, we got to show them who's boss, huh? Just like back when the Shah was in charge. Oh, unfortunate reference. Anyway, um, but then you've got this. I hate the regime, but you can't hate the players. 60, Michael. While Iran roils with protests after the detention and death of 22-year-old Masa Amini, the country's soccer team has been one of the surprise stories of this World Cup. The team with a chance to advance to the knockout stage for the first time in its history. Already under pressure on the pitch, they raised the stakes off the field by wading into politics before their first game against England pointedly silent for their national anthem. Amid reported threats of reprisal from the Iranian government, the players then half-heartedly sang their anthem before their historic win against Wales, while Iranians in Ahmad bin Ali Stadium booed the anthem. Some fans confronted by security for displaying political shirts and signs. I'm rooting for the Iranian team, no doubt about it. (sighs) These guys have courage to stand up to the mullahs. I mean, granted, they kind of mumbled along with the song the second time, but God knows what they were threatened with. Sure, and a couple of our guys have man buns, and I can't root for that. So between those two things, Oof. I'm definitely rooting for the Iranian uh, players standing up against their uh, their politics. Didn't see that coming. So I'm trying to figure out, what am I rooting for? 
both teams coming together at the the center line there and and shaking hands and hugging and 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 exchanging gifts or something there's got to be some show of solidarity with the players with the people of I've said this for years and years and I believe this to be true there is no reason the people of Iran and the people of the United States should not be friends we should be doing business we should be traveling back and forth we should be trading you know uh, food and cultural items and the rest of it we should be friends with those people I mean, I still want to beat them, but... Now I'm rooting for Iran. I think it'd yeah. be good for their country. They did beat us in 1998 in the World Cup, 2-1. to one. Okay. Never forget, Michael. Never forget. <laughs> It'll make no difference to the world or anyone's life if the U.S. beats Iran, but it could make a difference to the world or lots of people's lives if Iran gets to march on and draw more attention. Yeah, but will they be forced into line oh, by the mullahs and the that would have Revolutionary its, Guard? That might have its own results as they uh, get further and get more attention, and it's more obvious that they're being forced to do various things. You know, Iran and, and Iraq, but especially Iran, have always been uh, case studies that I've I've really looked at through my years of studying international politics because the U.S. supported, if you're not familiar with this, an utterly reprehensible uh, regime for a number of years. Our CIA was involved in getting rid of uh, a democratically elected regime in Iran in, I think it was the 50s, and appointing this Shah. And, uh, and he was repressive and a, a goon and a dictator. And, but he would say to the U.S., if I get swept away, these crazy ass mullahs are going to take over and they're going to oppress the people in the name of Islam. So you got to support me. Well, they finally got rid of the Shah. And sure enough, you know, the, 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 the mullahs came into charge and they've been loathsome as well. So there are no clear cut right and wrong answers. You might be saying, well, yeah, don't interfere in another country's affairs. Eh, it's a fair point. Hope you're enjoying your Cyber Monday. I'm going to talk about those things we mentioned. If you're not watching TV shows with the subtitles on, you're among the dwindling few. Did you know that? Among other things, if you miss an hour, grab the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at AvalonWaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. 